Motives, welcome back to the Behind Your Motive podcast. My name is Yash Akpinar, and today we're joined with the founder of Night Owls, Sun Yi. Sun is the founder and principal of Night Owls, an award-winning digital branding agency in New York City. Over the last 12 years, Sun has helped brands grow revenues by a total of a billion dollars. He has a passion for personal branding and has worked with best-selling authors and world-renowned speakers such as Mel Robbins, Jay Shetty, and Gabby Bernstein. He also loves to teach and create educational content for personal brands on Instagram. Today, we really dive into the battle we all have around imposter syndrome and how Sun was able to shift his mindset during the early stages of his career. We also speak about how small daily wins are much more important than those rare large wins that everyone boasts on about and how it's so vital to think positively in life. Last but definitely not least, I ask Sun about his experience working with some of the best speakers in the world and the success principles he has learnt from them. You do not want to miss that. That's kind of like, I guess, this is the secret to success I learned is like success doesn't come like with this huge ups and downs. It's like a lot of like, a lot of boring little wins, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's the, literally the question I wanted to ask you because when you mentioned small wins, um, mm-hmm. my mind automatically wanted to ask you upon that because I feel like a lot of people, they, they see this massive success, but they don't understand that it took years and years and years to get to that point of that overnight success. Um, mm-hmm. So would you be able to share like your philosophy and your, your ment- your mentality around that small win idea. Yeah, I guess um, I I mean I get that too. I I'm just like that when I see other people just having these massive wins, I'm like, well, but just from experience, I know that that's just not true. Most clients that I've worked with that are that uh, seemingly have overnight success, they've been they've been at it for like ten years or more, right? And it's just the part that people don't see. And like for me as well, like I think uh, <clears throat> I've never had a moment where like this like jackpot moment where I, I just had this this one thing in my career just like <laughs> launched me. I never had that. It's just like a lot of small and medium sized wins that overall just adds up, right? Compounds. Um, exactly. So I, I, I try not to have too big of an expectation when I have too big of an expectation i get too excited about it and then i give up (laughs) right and why do you think that is is it is it because because speaking personally i feel like i can relate with that a lot and it's almost about like you see that real long-term vision and you look Mm -hmm. at yourself and you be like damn i'm nowhere near that so that's why you Mm -hmm. sometimes quit or you go through a failure and then you quit because you don't know how to readapt and you don't know how to stay aligned to that vision what what do you think it is for you that really stands out in that way yeah that's exactly it uh 
you know, it's like if I'm if I want to get a six pack, right? And like every day that I wake up, I don't have a six pack. It's just it it feels like it's never gonna happen, you know. Or yeah, like in a business or something, when you have that one big failure, it's like oh, it's over, right? Even though even though it's not really, <laughs> you can keep going. Um, so yeah, I try not to get excited too much. I try to get excited about today, what I'm going to get done today. Mm. Because like, I've, I've kind of deal with that balance back and forth for a while. Like, because, you know, people say you, you know, in order to know where you're going, you have to be crystal clear on the goal, right? But at the same time, when I set goals, it just never works out, right? Like I, when I focus on today, it gets there. So I've kind of battle with that for a while but what i ended up is um i'll i'll spend very little time setting that goal and being crystal clear on that goal and then i'll set processes that'll allow me to get that get to that goal and then for the next few months i'll just focus on the process right and just like really enjoy the moment enjoy that work that's in front of me every day and then six months later if i feel like the goal needs to shift and i'll i'll reconsider the goal but once I set that goal, I don't think about that goal for months. Right, right. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere as well. And it's actually, I thank you for bringing that up because I don't think I've heard that enough. Um, mm. And I think I've heard that last time with Conor McGregor, the, the mm. famous UFC fighter and how he, fighter, yeah. how he envisioned himself with those two belts on, the, on, the, on, the, on that stage, on that ring. Um, on the octagon sorry and but he but he didn't continually think about that because he had that vision in mind but then he put the work in every single day to get there and i feel like that's really aligned with you as well um if if you could share like how so you you do bring apart that that vision you have that vision in your mind and you forget about it what's so significant about that because i don't think enough people speak about that because I feel like a lot of people get fixated on that vision, but never take the action to get there. Yeah. What What do you think is so important about that? Well, for me, like I, I'm an overthinker right. and I see this problem with a lot of people. So like, if you focus on that vision every day, it's not happening. If I, if I like right now, I'm creating a course and if I keep focusing on, Oh, like I should do a course like this. No, I should do it like this. Oh, no, I should do it like this. What happens is <laughs> every day I'm going to keep shifting based on all because you every day you're not there or you're not nowhere near there. You feel like you're doing something wrong. So you keep shifting visions things, keep shifting and that's not going to get you anywhere. But, you know, I, I think somewhere I heard maybe like from Jordan Peterson or something like that, where he said, like, having a wrong goal, wrong goal is better than having no goal. Because you can also always course correct, right? And if, if it's a wrong goal, at least you you found out that it's the wrong goal. That's better than not knowing what it would have been, right? Right. So like right now, my goal is, um, I, like my goal right now is to create an online course that has a complete 100% completion rate. Because I think that's, that's kind of what bugs me about the online course uh, space is that majority of people who who purchase and takes online courses, they don't actually complete it. And that's, I don't see courses as more like this, uh, this like 
flow of information where you know all there's a secret knowledge in, inside that course that you need that'll make you like a millionaire or whatever yeah what i actually think it is it's, it's like the tactics but you actually have to do the work and doing the work is taking action part is where people fail so i think of it as if you if you're designing a great course the the goal of that course should be to get people to actually take action and finish it right because it's not unless you're you're teaching like astrophysics or something like that where it actually is the information but you know most courses are not right most courses are things that you can find it's just one google search away the information right so the real value is in getting them to finish so that's my goal right now is to create a course that has a hundred percent completion rate and i'm going to keep going for it and let's say six months later a year later i get to a point where my courses only have 20 percent completion rate right and I got to reevaluate and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Is this goal still worth pursuing or should I shift a little bit? Right. But once I made that, I'm just going to focus on that because that's, that's always happened to me, right? Like I've, whenever I set a long-term goal, like when I said, I'm going to lose 30 pounds or I'm going to get a six pack or, you know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to start a YouTube channel or whatever it is. It never happened. It. It's, it's almost like a certain guarantee that it's not going to happen once I set a major goal like that. Um, but whenever I just uh, did what was in front of me and accidentally I look back, I look, that's how I started a business. Mm. That's how I started. That's how I learned everything I learned. I look back, I'm like, whoa, like I actually did all of these things and I wasn't trying to like get to the school. So right. that's why I kind of started this whole thing started for me. That's We're really focusing on today. Really a great way to think about it. Really a great way to think about it. And I feel like um, focusing on today, not enough people reflect on on how far they've really come. And I feel like that's with me as well. You know, I just had a mentorship call um, with someone else, and he was just like, "You've actually done a lot. Do you ever like take the time <laughs> to just realize that?" <laughs> And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I really don't take that time because I'm always in action. You know, I'm always just thinking about the future. That's right there is I feel like can be a negative and it can be a strength. So like, because I believe that having a really strong and clear vision is important, but also taking the daily steps to get there is important as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the action. Mm -hmm. um, so I really thank you for sharing that. I feel like there's a lot of nuggets in there for people to listen to. Yeah. I want to really dive into your story as well, though. Because okay. I know you have this massive Instagram page now that's going really well. You have your business. You're working with amazing people. But I really take value in understanding how my guests got to the point they are at and where they began, where they were in life, where their mentals were, their mentality and everything like that, mm -hmm. and how that shifted along the journey and everything like that. So I'd love for you to, mm -hmm. to share that, man. Yeah, so um, most of the people that I talk to, most successful entrepreneurs or my clients or whatnot, or even my friends that I see, when I look at their story, it, the way they got there is not like they had a clear map of how they're going to get there and they got there. It's it's usually an accident, right? And my my story is like that too. I didn't I didn't have like a vision to get to where I am. You know, not that I'm like, super successful or anything like that but it's 
it just was a series of accidents that happened in my life, right? So when I was 19 years old, I had this, I don't know how, but I had this HTML book on my desk. Um, and I just like started like on a notepad and like using, you know, paint, Microsoft Paint, like started making these websites. And it was fun, right? I would stay up all night, like making them. And then I learning, I started learning how to do design because like I, I started coding these websites where they're ugly. So I started like using Microsoft Point Paint to make these designs. And I just made a few websites for like friends and like my friends, uh, you know, my, my the company that I worked in, I just did it for fun. Yeah. And then eventually after college, I used that to get a job as a web design kind of intern at, um, uh, at agency. And this was during like the dot com, the first dot com, like in 2000, 2001. So like everybody was hiring. Um, but while I was there, I was there for 11 months. And while I was there, I just learned everything about like I learned Photoshop, I learned Illustrator, I learned Flash, like everything I can learn while I was there. Because I was like so into it. And in that company, there was this guy who was um, art director there, who treated me like any other designer. I, I, when I first went there, I was like, this is a huge imposter. I had this imposter syndrome. And I was like, I'm not a designer. I'm just using Notepad. I learned this like, you know, at home with this HTML book. Everybody else was using Mac. They were using like, Adobe Photoshop and I was using like Microsoft Paint. <laughs> so I never thought of myself as like a designer and I was just an intern. But this guy treated me like a designer. He's like, we were going to a client meeting and he would say, hey, this is our designer son. Wow. And he would give me tasks just like all the other, like back then when we do a project, they give each designer a task and everyone has to present a design and client picks one. And like, he would give me a task just like the other, uh, other designers. And at one point, the client picked my design. So wow. like at that moment, my kind of imposter syndrome went away. And I started seeing myself as a designer, right? So that was like the biggest lesson that I learned there. And then later on, when I started my own company, um, I kind of remember that and how fast I was able to learn just, just that mindset, right? The mindset of me thinking that I'm not a designer and overnight just thinking, oh, I am a designer. I was able to just uh, grow so fast. And then, so when I started my company, when we started hiring like junior designers, developers, interns, I did the same thing with them. I, I treated them like every, like just the other, like the other senior developers with designers. I put them in a uh, client meetings. I give them real tasks. Um, and, you know, that gives them that sense of responsibility, like it, that I'm doing meaningful work. And things like that and the same thing happened right once they once they were able to figure out i would give them a task that they don't think they can do and i would guide them a little bit but like let them figure it out and they would at that moment they don't want to let me down so they would be up all night like trying to <laughs> uh, figure it out and once they figure it out it's almost like something has been unlocked inside them and mm. they were like oh here's this thing that a week ago i didn't i would thought it was impossible and here it is, I did it. And that gives them this kind of like, almost like this invincible power, right? Wow. And they just excel so quickly. A lot of these interns like started at my company, like as a six month intern, 
we hired them and in two or three years they ended up like leaving and starting their own companies some of them are doing like half a million dollars million dollars in revenue now wow and and that was that was really fulfilling like them coming back and saying son like working at night owls really like changed the trajectory of my life i don't know if i'll be where i am if i didn't work at night owl right so that part really um fulfill me more than anything else right i i mean i love working with clients helping clients and uh seeing the clients appreciate it too but like teaching was like really my the the part that i really love the most right yeah um so about five years ago, so when we started, we worked with a lot of like Fortune 500 companies. Uh, we worked with like American Red Cross, Spotify, uh, Columbia University, Seiko, these huge companies. And one day, uh, Gabby Bernstein, she's a motivational speaker and author, hired us. And that was about five years ago. And I didn't know anything about like motivational speakers personal development. I didn't know anything, right? I didn't, I, I, I just heard of Tony Robbins, but, you know, <laughs> but other than that, I didn't know anything about that space. And I just like immediately got hooked. I was so inspired by her. Just so inspired by that space, that, that whole world. And eventually I started, kept working with a lot of, a lot more personal brands. She referred more people to us. People saw that we did their website. So a lot of people wanted to hire us. And eventually we switched to like working with personal brands. Uh, one part of that I skipped is um, before all of this, before I started my company, like when I was in my 20s, I wanted to be a filmmaker. So I went to film school and that there I learned like screenwriting. So that's when I first kind of started learning storytelling. Mm. But later on, when I, like about five years ago, I really got into copywriting because uh, one day I saw one of my clients hiring a copywriter and they wrote this copy for them. And this was a client that was doing like, you know, pretty, pretty decent revenue, like a million dollars a year on online sales. And like literally like doing the copy quadrupled their, quadrupled their conversion rate. And they wow. like, so overnight they started doing $4 million a year. Right. So I, that's when I kind of really learned the power of copywriting. And I started learning copywriting. And what I realized is that I can combine my storytelling, things that I learned in storytelling, copywriting, which is more like sales, right? Sales copy and design all together. And that's what I started doing on the websites that we build. Mm. And more and more clients started coming to us for that, right? They'll, they'll see the about page that we do. And people are like, oh, that's so amazing how you tell the story through design. And uh, copy and that's kind of what we were known for for the last two three years uh, so that's kind of mainly what they come to us and I also saw the power of personal brands like I saw that I can clearly see that in the future like branding is all all going to be about personal brands because you know you see right like with um, Elon Musk you know even like not just Gary Vee and those type of people but like Elon Musk when you see like, um, you know, Richard Branson, yeah. or if you see uh, Jessica Alba with Honest Company, or when you see like Kylie Jenner with her cosmetic, like I can see that the person behind the brand is what's going to be really meaningful in the future. So I wanted to build my personal brand, but 
I kind of pushed it off, pushed it off. I've always thought, thought of myself as like, I'm the behind the scene guy, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that mindset again. Like I'm not the person that's in front of the camera. I'm really like that person, right? And I, when COVID happened, I just went on Instagram. I've never been on social media before that. But when COVID happened, I went on Instagram. I was like, oh, I might as well just make some content. And I didn't overthink it that time. Because a couple of years ago, I tried to do a YouTube channel, overthink the whole thing, have this go, and they just like gave up really quickly. Right. But this time I just put out content, right? It was it was like really bad quality, but I just kept putting it out and it got better and better. And at one point uh, through Instagram, I met this lady, uh, Laura Belgrade. She's a copywriter. Um, and I've been I've been following her for a while because I actually she was her copywriting course. It's called Copy Cure with Marie Folio is the first course that I've taken. Um, so I, I've been kind of like looking up to her for a while and we connected and we've kind of been talking and I asked her to go on uh, Instagram live and she said, yes, this was like four months ago. And on that call, she was like, son, like you have to allow yourself, like, you know, don't be, um, don't be, don't always be your client's best kept secret. And that really kind of like hit me. Right. And she said, allow, she said, allow yourself to be the star because over the years I've built, um, I helped build such big brands for my clients, but I've never done it for myself. Right. So that's kind of when I'm like, okay, yeah, I should, I should stop giving myself the excuse. I should stop telling myself that I'm the behind the scene person. I'm not, I don't want spotlight and things like that. And I just, decided i'm gonna go for it shifted yeah and now i'm working on the course <laughs> man that's incredible that journey i feel like a lot of people are gonna get value out of that and there's so many nuggets which i don't know if you realize that i was writing all of them down um which i want to tap into at the moment because it's yeah. it's incredible so i really thank you for sharing that man I, the first thing is i want to step back a bit and to that imposter syndrome that you had and I feel like that imposter syndrome came all about all the way about to your Instagram page and feeling like you mm -hmm. deserve to be behind the scenes and you've yeah. suddenly gone in front of the scenes and you're like, am yeah. I, am I good here? Like what's going on? Yeah. You know, how do you think you got over that at the preliminary stages? And even four or five months ago, when you spoke to this amazing person, which really brought yeah. that light onto you, like, do you yeah. think it required someone else to see it in you? Or did you ultimately see it in yourself when someone made that spotlight onto that area? Yeah, what do you think? that's such a great observation. Because um, that one thing I didn't add is, yeah, back then, for sure. Once somebody believed in me, it was so much easier for me to believe in myself, right? right. Like once he believed, once that art director really believed in me and started treating me like that. And now I didn't want to let him down, right? Yeah. And then once the, once the client picked my design, boom, like then I started actually believing in myself, but you're right. Ultimately you still have to believe in yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And the same thing happened with Laura, right? Like once she started believing in me, um, and then, then I, it helped me start believing, believing in myself. And I think I'm still going a little, going through a little better than imposter syndrome because I haven't actually launched the product yet, but and then once I launch a product and it, it, 
becomes a, you know, whether it's successful or not, once I get some of that kind of market validation, then that's going to solidify like my belief. And yeah. so I think that that's actually a great point. Um, yeah, and yeah. I think imposter syndrome never goes away, right? Like right. you might have imposter syndrome about something, a different area in your life, but it never really goes away. Yeah. You just grow upon that. You grow from that. And I feel yeah. like your boss back in the day put a positive label on you. And that's what I really noted as well was that most bosses, they don't see someone doing well. They don't see someone fitting in, you know, like you weren't using Microsoft and like the all the proper, I don't know much about design, but like you weren't using a lot of the Adobe and everything like that. You were using Microsoft paint, you know, and, and you'd think that most bosses would be like, what are you doing? Get onto this, <laughs> you know, like jump on what everyone else is doing and be like everyone else. But he didn't, you know, he really put that positive label on you. And I feel like that's so important in just society in general, you know, like and in in the education system and whatever, whatever you're a part of is just thinking positively all the time, you know, always, always looking at the positive of that. Okay. Son is actually giving this a go. He doesn't have much, much resources or anything like that, but he's using what he has, you know, and that's the most important part. And having that, positive design label on sun is going to help him grow so it was really really awesome to see that your boss really saw that at a at a young at a a young son son's life you know yeah i got lucky (laughs) yeah i guess you did you know because unfortunately a lot of people they do go through that negative and then they see themselves differently and and then all these limiting beliefs start to happen and all these imposter syndromes start to happen you know yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, for sure. I also wanted to tap on what you said as well, which was really important where you said, I am a designer, you know, and that those two words, I am, I feel like can change everything. So not being like, I can be an, a designer or I want to be a designer, but actually going and saying, I am a designer right now. How, how did that shift really help you yeah. grow? Yeah, I, I think it, it made a night and day difference because what happened was once he said, here's our designer son, son right? And then I start saying it myself, right? Hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm son uh, designer here or something like that. <laughs> then what happens is if you're not, if you feel like you're not quite there, you're going to force yourself to get there, right? Because like I kept saying I'm a designer, I felt like I need to keep catching up, right? I, and I worked my ass off. Like, I, I wouldn't say really work, but because I, I was really like into it. Like every night I was studying, I was sitting right next to him, like learning what he was doing to learn all these softwares and trying to like make myself into a designer. Like within that 11 months, I, I ended up becoming one of the top designers there. Wow. And I, I really think it's those words, right? Saying I am a designer is really like, once you identify yourself as that, it's almost like, yeah, I'm a designer now. I just need to, I just need to show everyone else, right? Like, yeah. you know, once you believe it yourself, yeah. 
Exactly. I feel like once you believe it in yourself, you're telling yourself, I am, you know, and at the start, this is a, this is a journey that I'm going through in my personal life as well. Like positive affirmations really do compound over time and you start Mm -hmm. to believe in yourself so much more, you know, because unfortunately this year has led to a lot of negativity in people's minds Mm -hmm. and it's the reality of the situation, but it doesn't have to be everyone's reality. You know, if you continually look at the negative and you continually seek out the negative, that's how your life is going to turn out. But you could have easily been like, I'm so shit. Like I'm not using this potential great software, like whatever it is, you know, like you could have continually spoken about that and you probably would not have been where you were 11 months later, Uh but you looked at the positive. You looked at, I am a designer. I am the best, you know? And that's what, that's what um, Mike Tyson said back in the day. You know, he's like, I am the greatest to ever do this. Like he said that openly on live television. Conor McGregor did that too, right? Like he, and he, he pretty much like in the beginning people were like, what the hell are you talking about? And like, he ended up proving the world. Right. And yeah, I, there, there is something about that. I, I really think. And I actually like one story that I haven't told you is I actually learned this whole mindset thing at an early age subconsciously. Right. And I don't know if that had something to do with it, but when I first came to the U S and I didn't speak English, I was like, 11 or 12 years old and I had this homework English assignment that I had to do and it was like a reading and writing and I was like there's no way I'm going to be able to do this right like I didn't even try and then my mom used to check my homework every night and that night I thought she was just gonna let me go to sleep and she was like oh there's no way you can do this but she's like no we're not going to she set me down on the kitchen table and she said we're not going to bed like neither you or I are going to bed until you finish this and at that time, I'm like, because in my mind, I'm thinking like, are you kidding me? Like, this is impossible, <laughs> right? So I was just in this like battle with her, like, let's see who can last longer, right? Mm. So I didn't even try. I just sat there. And then like, it was like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, like 3 a.m. I was so tired. And like, I can see in, in her eyes that she's just not going to let me go to sleep all night, right? <laughs> and so I... At, at some point, I'm like, okay, I, I like I have to do this because otherwise, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so I looked it up like in the dictionary and I just like put all my attention and I did it. And it literally, I finished the whole thing in 30 minutes. So wow. I could have finished this whole thing in 30 minutes, but my belief of saying that I can't, this is impossible, is what made me not even try, right? So I think that did something... Like, I really admire my mom for doing that because that really did something for me where later in life, whether I was in school, college, or even in business or things like that, I knew that if I just put my mind to it, whatever it is that I think is impossible, I can actually accomplish it. And if I don't, it's, it's an excuse that I'm giving myself saying, mm-hmm. yeah, like whenever I say I can't do this or this is impossible, it's really an excuse that I'm giving myself. And yeah. I think she kind of subconsciously instilled it in my brain at that age. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not listening to this bullshit. You're doing it no matter what or you're not sleeping. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you were just like, I can't, you know, that, that was the, yeah. that was the preliminary stage. 
you told yourself mm-hmm. I can't. So if you tell yourself I can't, what the hell is the chance that you will ever do it? Yeah. You know, and, so and unfortunately that's the limiting belief that's in today's society that's in people. And it was my limiting belief as well. You know, like I'm planning on launching an academy and I was with my mentor, I was thinking, okay, we can do this maybe five years when I have more experience, when I get to meet more people. And he's like, nah, screw that shit. Why can't you do that right now? And I'm like, I just sat back and I'm like, Wait, what? Really? And I started to believe it as well. You know, the more he, the more positive energy he poured onto me, the more belief he poured onto me. I'm like, damn, this really is possible. It doesn't even take a lot of effort. Like it, obviously it's going to take a lot of effort. I didn't mean to say that, but like, it's, it's not as difficult as I once thought it was, you know, and just being impossible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And once you believe that, I feel like it's so much more possible it's kind of counterintuitive in a sense, you know, like yeah, yeah. it's not impossible, but it's it actually, yeah. You start thinking like, Oh, this is actually pretty easy. It's not, it's actually pretty simple. It's not easy. Right. But it's simple and it's doable if you just keep at it. Right. And, and I actually think like, I don't know if you heard of like what Seth Godin talks about the dip. And I see most of my friends who the biggest difference I see when I look now at some of my friends who are successful entrepreneurs or some of my clients versus some of my friends who tried to start a business and failed hmm. is they, those people can't get past the dip. And the dip is a very real thing. It's a scary moment because I've gone through it a couple of times in my life. Like when I first started, I got into a point where like I was literally a month away from not being able to pay rent. Wow. And I like I, I was like, I need to go get a job or this like I was on the verge of giving up when everything turned around. And, you know, and then I, it happened again when I st- started Night Owl in the beginning. We were I was like borrowing money. I was like everybody around me was telling me, like, son, you should just give up and go get a job. And I just didn't. I just kept going. Right. And then eventually it turned around. And those moments are so dark. It's so scary that. If you have even a little bit of that doubt, that limiting belief, like that's exactly where you're going to give up. Mm. And, but the thing is like business is not that hard. It's not that complicated. Like if you just like get through that stage and just keep putting in the work and you know, like don't be lazy and don't like do the things that you're supposed to do. Like not just try to go try to do the sexy stuff, but actually do the work that you need to do you're going to build a profitable business it's not that hard but most people just can't get through that dip right and it's i feel like you've experienced such a such a really important experience through the people you've worked with like let's just like really sit back and understand who you've worked with For the people, I, I, people like you're saying you've worked with some successful people. So maybe like, it's just like this person in LA or something like, no, <laughs> you've yeah. worked with Jay Shetty. Who else? Have yeah, you so I've worked with, worked with so after Gabby, we worked with uh, Jay Shetty, Mel Robbins, uh, Baron Baptiste. He's like, a, we still work with them. We still work with everyone. Um, <clears throat> like, and then there are some like, a little bit smaller, um, like spiritual teachers. Um, 
right now we're working with Darman. I don't know if you know Darman. I haven't heard of so him, you, unfortunately. But yeah, like, and but they're actually not even like our the most successful people I know, right? Because wow. previous to that, we work with like tech startups and and you know, like other big tech startups who you know companies that like exited for five hundred million dollars and things like that. So, but they're the most motivational, right? Like I, I'm, I'm just like, I feel like I'm working. I feel like I'm getting paid <laughs> to be mentored, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. it's, it's like, cause I will like literally pay money to like work with these people, but they're paying me. So, you know, it's like, it's really, and it's really inspiring. Yeah. That's really something I wanted to touch on, right? You've, yeah. You've worked with some incredible people. And just like you said, you're almost getting paid to be mentored. So I'm sure you're yeah. asking these people like questions and everything. What, what do you think, if you can narrow it down, what do those success principles look like? Because you just mentioned mm-hmm. the differentiation between the unsuccessful people, your friends and the people that are close to you trying to start companies and not being able to endure through the dip, which is very vital. You know, like you're going to go through failure, but unfortunately people don't endure through that. You know, it's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a tough journey. I'm going through that at the moment, my page, you know, my Instagram page, even though it's not a multi-million dollar business or whatever, it will be one day But right now I'm going through a dip where I'm like, I've just changed my content. You know, I'm got, I've got a new vision. I've aligned with a new vision and I'm losing mm-hmm. followers and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I've just meant, I just spoke to my mentor today and he's like, you got to go through that. It's a dip. And it's, it's yeah. crazy how the more successful people I speak to, the more people that have actually done it, it's crazy how success leaves clues. Because <laughs> you true. just said the exact same thing yeah. as what he just told me an hour ago. You know, but what oh, do you think yeah. are the other things? What do you think are the other principles that the successful people that you've worked with, yeah. you can see, you know, what do you think? Yeah. So that's definitely one of them, right? Having that patience and that grit to keep going during those times. Like if you don't have that, like it's, that's like a must have. It's not even like success factor, right? If you don't have that, you're not even going to be able to start a business, like build a profitable business. But so there are two types of success, right? So the clients that I I work with now, financially, they're not the most successful, right? I mean, they're doing well financially, but they're not like these like, tech giants who's built hundred million billion dollar companies, right? Like those are financial success. They're, they've built organizations, teams, structures, processes. Um, but these people, they're, they're are motivational. They know how to build communities. They know how to inspire people and things like that. So I, I do see different characteristics there. Um, in the organization sense, I think is, it's, it's all about the leadership skills right like how how because at the end of the day to grow a company like that size you're you're not going to do it by yourself it does it most of them are actually not the most brilliant in terms of the actual the the task itself creatively or things like that but they're just amazing at leading people getting people to you know like creating that positive environment getting people to yeah exactly like showing that vision to them making sure they're motivated things like that but when I look at our like motivational speaker influencer type of clients, there's two things that 
I see all of them have. The ones that are like really successful versus some of our clients that are not as successful, right? In terms of like their influence in the world is one, they're, um, they truly care about their message and their, their mission, right? So if I go to any of their events, it's, it's almost like most of them need somebody to like pull them back because like even when they're talking to their fans like one-on-one, they're just trying to give, provide so much value, mm. uh, things like that. Like if we're, let's say, shooting a video or recording a course or something like that, all of their focus is on the content. What can I, how can I make this better so that that, that person that's watching on the other side can get something out of this, right? They're always talking about thinking of them. And Jay Shetty, especially, like this guy is like, I would work on uh, a website for like days and show something to him. And like literally within just two minutes, he's like, oh, why don't we try uh, saying this year or like put this year? I'm like, dude, like, why didn't I think of that, right? And I think it's because he's truly always present and thinking about people. And when you do that, you truly understand what people want. <laughs> Whereas in, I, I know what I want. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, I'm not like me as a marketing expert, it's, it's something that I had to learn. But for him, it comes natural. Wow. Because he, he's always listening and he's always like paying attention to other people and what they need, their, what their needs are. It's all about them. So that's one, like that genuine, uh, desire to serve other people, right? And two, maybe and maybe this is related, is authenticity, right? So a, a simple example is when we shoot a video, um, a lot of like our clients that are not as big, like the ones that care the most about the equipment, the lighting, the set, the makeup, the, all of that are the ones that are actually the, the like, <laughs> the more starting out you are, the more you care about that stuff. Like our biggest clients like care the least about that. Like their, their number one priority is like the content and things like that. They don't actually care that much about how they look or how they sound. They're just, and on camera, they're the same exact person they are off camera. Wow. Um, whereas in, you know, most people, you know, most people as soon as you put a camera on them they talk differently they yeah. act differently you know like youtubers so that, in general right yeah it, you exactly. see it all the time yeah so that authenticity i think is um is the second thing when for some reason even on camera you can feel that authenticity if you're being genuine or not right do you think there's a third <laughs> you on the spot here <laughs> i guess that grit um Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, almost every entrepreneur I know, they're they're hardworking, right? No, none of them are lazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, and then on this side, it's like more about leadership, um, things like that. Of course, and I, I think everyone would agree. Like, um, I know also know, know a lot of people that works in the background, works with these personal brands, and everyone would agree the most of the success is actually in the boring stuff <laughs> is, is, is doing the daily boring stuff is the biggest factor. It's 
there is no one it factor that makes somebody on, uh, an overnight star or anything like that. And I really, I really believe that comes full circle from where we began with this conversation. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's, we kind of have, we're kind of telling a story here, aren't we? Kind of like <laughs> how you started your, and your, what you're doing today and how you're not really fixating on that future vision and how you're doing the small steps every single day. And now we've just pretty much broken down a couple, a few success principles of these successful people you're working with and what they're doing is the daily boring uh, actionable tasks, you know, that yeah. those money generating tasks or whatever you like to call them. Uh, and it's incredible how success truly does leave clues. Um, uh, and I, I actually like what, that. now that you mentioned, I'll just add one last thing. Um, uh, before when you were saying like I was getting mentored, it's not that I'm actually getting mentored. I'm not asking them questions and right. getting advice. But um, the other day I saw Ed Milet say this, and he said um, a lot of these things, they're not learned, but they're earned or they're, hmm. I forgot what exactly the words that he said, but a lot of these things, right, that you learn are not necessary because somebody teaches it to you, but it's because you watch somebody, how they do something. It's You pick it up just by being around that person. Do you understand what I mean? And I, I think like leaders on this side is also the same thing. A lot of their employees, they're, the, they're that way because they're around that person and they see how they are and they just kind of, you know, they, they pick up these traits um yeah so just being around them alone is already like the environment kind of a mentorship yeah yeah Isn't exactly the yeah. environment and that comes back to what i was speaking about yesterday before is about like if you surround yourself with these negative people mm-hmm. that's how you will start to think as well you know like that famous quote the, f- the five average people you'll turn into the sixth you yeah. know <laughs> and it's like the more someone can speak about positivity, the more someone can get surrounded by positivity, these mentors, these people that they look up to for where they want to be. It's just naturally going to be your life will naturally be able to turn into that. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah completely agree. And th- like the more people I interview on this podcast, it's incredible <laughs> how much personal growth I'm getting. And I'm hoping other people get as well, because you will be able to see these, alignments these values that are very similar with every single person on this podcast and it's incredible it's it's always different to that person that person that's on the podcast that i'm interviewing but just the principles behind it the fundamentals are always the same and i really do admire that man so thank you for coming on that's awesome yeah it's my pleasure thank you for having me just last question before you wrap up yeah. your busy man, but where can people find you? I really want people to be able to experience your Instagram page and everything that you have <laughs> on. It's incredible. So where can people find you, man? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm just starting out. I don't have a website yet, but <clears throat> Instagram at sun S U N dot Y I is probably the best place. Um, yeah. I mean, there you can find my podcast too. perfect and all those links will be in the description guys if you do want to check him out i do highly advise that you do um every time i go on your page man it's incredible the experience i get and you don't get that with a lot of instagram pages so i do admire that a lot um thank you so son i appreciate your time today man i really 
do thank you and i hope you have a great day for sure you too thanks man thanks